0: Today on The Breakdown, we are getting down to it in a pretty big-time tournament. I'm talking about EPT Barcelona. It's a 5300 euros buy-in. And we're going to do a hand with three players, including a guy we just did a hand on, Alan Alan Alencar. And let me just say this. Somebody makes what might feel a little like almost a suicidal-type play here. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it just playing crazy? We're going to find out right now on The Breakdown. With Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I feel
1: like you almost just went into a Billy Joel song. Ah, oh, that would have been You cool. might be right. Is that, is that Alden John or Billy Joel?
0: First of all, it's Billy Joel. It's, it's You May Be Right. You may
1: be it's right. Pretty, I may be crazy. Yeah. It just might be a lunatic you're looking for.
0: It's good stuff. Thanks. I'm looking forward to the, the falsetto. Was uh, good, right? The, the email of from the lawyers. <laughs> no, I did <laughs> all it, the lawyers. I it bad enough that it's okay. Yeah, I think also you get like 10 seconds or something like that, and you're cool. So we may have just made it under. All the right, line. start counting and go. Happy birthday <laughs> oh
1: to you. And stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty tough. You can't do that one. No. Nope. You have to be like. Hey, it's your birthday! No,
0: that's not. everyone says for he's a jolly good fellow. Oh, instead, yeah. that's the classic move in all movies. Avoid royalties. We don't avoid royalties. We don't avoid anything. We go deep into the hard nosed analysis. I never really thought how much did it cost to make that movie yesterday. They had all those Beatles songs in it. I assume that um, the studio that made it is the studio that owns the rights to the Beatles songs. Yeah, that so would already makes sense. Or they made some bigger deal with them about it because they have you know. They' the sort of like, we want to use all the songs, we want to use it this way, and it, so it's cheaper than it would otherwise be. It just sort of has to be like that, right? Yeah. Otherwise, how could you do it? Yeah, it's like $100 million for the songs. Yeah. I mean, it's just absurd. Anyway. Anywho. We are talking about
1: Alan, Alan Carr again. We're not going to talk about his name, but we're going to talk about Alan, Alan Carr, who... He sounds wh- like an
0: alien who, like try to come up with a name. Yeah. And <laughs> well, did I thought a we were not going to talk about his name. <laughs> but, okay. but doesn't he Sounds yeah. like a Martian who like shapeshifts yeah. into like human a human-looking person but doesn't yeah. understand how names work I am enough? Grant Grant Human <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's anyway, moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got him in this hand. He was the loser of the last 10 we did last week against uh what's his name? You know, John Hanafi. Yeah. When He tried to bluff into John Henefi's set of aces on a four flush board. Didn't work. And we thought actually
0: Henefi made a good call in the river. Yeah. When we did the math and put it all together, it seemed like it was the right call. Yeah. But
1: he's still in the tournament. It's only about 20 players more eliminated here. Uh, Alan Carr is going to be in here. We got a couple new players that we haven't talked about before. We're going to get to them in a second. First, let's talk about the people who suggested the hand. Great. That would be Mark Testart and Ben Page. Wow. They are comboing on a lot of these suggestions recently. I wonder if they're pals. They are both Australian. Oh, Wow.
0: You just really showed your ass there a little bit, didn't you? I like to show my ass to the people. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Australia, uh, since they're both Australian, they're obviously pals. What
1: Unbelievable. I, what I would like to say yeah. is that if we were ranking countries
0: as far as suggestors, mm. Australia is pretty clearly number one at this point, right? Wow. Um I think at least if we're doing it in terms of quality of suggestions, I don't know about totality of suggestions, yeah, yeah. but it's it's up there even in totality because Ben Page just is prolific. Mark, just having Mark Testart and Ben yeah. Page is pretty impressive. Testart's been killing it yeah. lately. He is making a play. Testart for is, that for that. Testart is making a goddamn play. He is man. He's making a play for the uh, the Marvel you know visage on the hilltop there. You know if you know what I'm saying. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get it. Mount Rushmore, baby. Yep. Which is Australians Australians don't know what it is. You know what? Wikipedia. All right.
1: <laughs> Come yeah. on. Congratulations to Australia. I assume yes. this means they're going to win the 2022 Olympics.
0: <laughs> oh, and by winning the Olympics, we mean every single event. Yes. Otherwise, you don't win the Olympics. Yes. The only correct. way to win the Olympics, you have that's to win correct. all the events, all medals, and all events. Well, Australia is actually Sweet. a
1: candidate to win all medals and all events because it's an island nation. Mm-hmm. And if there's some sort of catastrophic world event that destroys <laughs> everything, Australia is a candidate to survive it because of its isolation.
0: What about New Zealand? New Zealand can go. New Zealand's oh, going to no. lose. An er- New Zealand's going to survive too. And they're- oh, you think uh, you think New Zealand can beat Australia <laughs> in an Olympic event? In some Olympic event somewhere, yes. I I what stand do they have? for what the do they Kiwis. Have letting Lord
1: of the Rings use your country for a movie is that what they win I mean, at?
0: They would win at that. Yeah, they would. They They'd were, also, they Hobbit. Were,
1: they were really good at that.
0: Yeah beautiful there i hear it's wonderful i have a friend who lives there you've seen
1: lord of the rings it's
0: beautiful i've seen lord of the rings it's a kind of a kind of a trashy piece of art that's not very good i'm not I'm saying overlong. i'm not saying lord of the rings is good i'm saying the landscape is beautiful Boromir dies in the first one
1: because <laughs> <laughs> sean bean always dies
0: exactly <laughs> yeah he has to that's sean bean's role yeah i like the uh the short dude the dwarf he was cool he was funny. he's funny Gimli. All, yeah he's uh, is that his name Gimli. so i think so sounds right I'm Gimli. I like killing things <laughs> I'm super short. It's great. You know, I like that dude. How come in? Uh, you fantasy know There's think, always a short dude. I think the, yeah. <laughs> the the way they treat orcs
1: just like objects to be killed is something to examine in our modern <laughs> age. We go. I mean, I mean, this is offensive. You take an entire race of beings, beings that have language. They're not beings a, that love. They're born in little sacks in the ground. So what? <laughs> That doesn't, that doesn't mean they don't have I, meaningful <laughs> lives. It doesn't mean that a dwarf should just stab seven of them and be like, that was fun. I don't have any remorse. And then an elf shoots like 11 of them and he's like, I shot 11.
0: Okay. I'm going to push back a little bit. I this. dare you to and I, I you,
1: wait for history to fucking come <laughs> smash you in the face. Okay, and be like, go. How could this guy say well, this? Get ready.
0: Cause this may be, this may be the show ender right here. Okay. It's say. over. Get ready. Like this may be like the protest may be too loud after I say this, but I'm saying it. I don't think orcs are a different race. I think they're a different species. And that's a whole nother season, bro. It's a whole different deal. I mean, I think... Whole nother deal. I'm, I'm thinking of it in the way
1: that you say alien race, you know? Like in, when you're talking about sci-fi stuff. Like you talk yeah. about it as an alien If someone's
0: race. like, I hate that freaking Martian. Now, Martian's a bad example. I hate that freaking, you know... Alien from the Aliens movies, what we, we don't have a name. All right. Xenomorph, oh. Xenomorph, that's what they call him, right? Who like just ate that dude's face off and then planted planted its baby in that guy's stomach. No one's gonna be like, you racist pig. Okay, forget the word race.
1: Let's for a second imagine that another species in real life crops up in the world. Yeah. And it's about human size,
0: (laughs) has all these human features. Don't forget they can talk.
1: They can talk. (laughs) And they have like, (laughs) kill them all. They have complex emotions and and feelings. Wait,
0: we don't know the orcs have complex emotions. So we just know they anger quickly and they're good at war. They may not have any other emotions. I'm saying...
1: Kill all orcs! I'm saying I think the <laughs> Cavalier style in yeah. which the the dwarf and the elf kill all it's of the dwarf. orcs. It's dwarf. With Whatever. DW. The Cavalier <laughs> style that these murderers yeah. kill all of the species as yeah. if it's fun, as if it's a game to okay. them. They're counting them like notches on their belt. Oh, this yeah. is offensive, not only to me, but to all of humanity. How can we let this be? How can this movie
0: even be in existence? Okay, so a few things. Number one, yeah, they're sorry. at war. It isn't like they're walking around a 11 oh, shooting. Oh, yeah. So who do like you want to like, see buying cigarettes? So would you like
1: to watch a movie about like the Iraq war where some American sniper is like <hap> I got another one. Oh, Tiki. I uh, got another one. Did you
0: like the movie *Inglorious Bastards? Uh, yes, you did. Yeah, that's kind of that movie but it's Tarantino <laughs> The other thing I wanted to say is, before we get to the hand... <laughs> yeah, because this is important stuff. You, recall, you said it was an um, offensive to all humanity. So if there were orcs, would they be orc-manity? Or would they be some, would they be orcanity? Or would they be something else? Because they're not our species. So I think that's be.
1: up to the linguists, and we have not yet discovered what we would well, call I'd them. say
0: we're the linguists, though. We, we get, you know, sometimes first mover is the to the there probably advantage. be some word that didn't make any sense with the word orc. It'd be like the orduary or something. Yeah, i go with orc-manity. I think Ork Manity is pretty sweet. sounds like a killer party, too. You going to Ork Manity? That's because of Bach Manity, I guess, but whatever. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We did that, now that thing. Now that
1: we're past that. Welcome, we
0: can, new listeners. We can finally get to the important stuff.
1: Yeah. All right. So anyway, Mark start. Ben Page. Yeah, Australia. Crushing it. They, of course, included a YouTube link and a timestamp when they suggested that's the only way we're even going to give a shit. <laughs> and uh, we were the poker guys on Twitter. That's how you suggest. It's true. Okay. So... We are at 4K 8K in the blinds.
0: I'm I loving I believe this. all of
1: the players are human and non-orc. But it doesn't matter according to you. <laughs> that is yeah. <laughs> I'm inclusive. <laughs> yeah, are you saying an orc shouldn't be allowed to buy into a poker tournament? I'm saying it's not second. Are <laughs> you saying <that? laughs> it's more complicated than you're making it sound. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> so some, wait, that sounds be, like some Jim Crow <laughs> bullshit right there.
0: It is. Would I be orcist? As opposed to racist, because it's a species, it's a different species. Species are, are, are you giraffist if you don't like giraffes? No, you're just speciesist. <laughs> <laughs> you just hate giraffes. Really. Yeah. By the way, no one in the world hates giraffes. Have you ever hung out with a giraffe? They're incredible. They have prehensile tongues. You think, I, okay, there's definitely been people who have been killed by giraffes kicking them. Uh, yeah, over the children over You think the really children
1: of those people? Don't hate giraffes. Okay.
0: First of all, it's not really. No one died from getting kicked by a draft. They died from getting stampeded by a draft. Are you it's, sure? Yes. You're hundred percent. I've done the math. I, I just shamed you into silence you're there, a didn't series, I? You're just a series of bad takes. <laughs> so there were some people who listen to this show and they're like, all right, it's cool. It's a poker show. Then like, okay, there's this weird orc thing going on. Oh, good. We're over. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, no. Now they're doing something about giraffes. Why? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll do the poker. <laughs>
1: It's in our contract with, you know, our covenant with a listener that we'll do the poker. Nice. All right. 4K, 8K are the blinds. Right. (laughs) CPT Barcelona, there's 144 players remaining. We are in the money, but the ICM is not really a factor at this point. The money jumps are small. The first place is like in the millions, though. Yeah, it's like 1.8 or something. Okay. But far away. Alan Allen Carr has 302,000. So under 40 bigs. Right. He's got two jacks, two red jacks, plus
0: two. What's up? No, I'm just trying to remember what the, the blind size were. It's not 3.6. It's no. some other amount. It's 4K8K. 4.8. Eight, eight. I, I
1: said it like half a second ago.
0: I know. I, I was like flashing. Up, but we just did the other podcast where th- it was 3.6. So I got confused. I'm going to need you to get your shit together. <laughs> I'm going to need that. F- I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to need that from you. I'm going to do my best. Hone in. Okay. At least take I can Take it. a deep breath. I didn't fake it.
1: Two red jacks. Two red jacks. Plus two. Seems like a raise. Yeah. He's going to make it 17K.
0: Great. Fine.
1: As we said in the previous podcast, Alan Carr is a guy who's got about one hundred and sixty k in tournament earnings after this event, and uh, seems a bit amateurish based on his play. Yeah, and he plays plays a lot, so he's like not a crush or anything, right? So that's the lens we can look at him with. Folds under the small blind to Hassan Kamel, mm-hmm. who is even less repudiated. Is that a word?
0: Nope. Repudiated. That is a word, but you don't mean it here. Reputationized. That's it.
1: <laughs> he's less reputationized than Alan Allen Carr. He's only got 15,000 in earnings before this event. Wow. So, you know, either he satellited in. Online Crusher, bro. Maybe he's Online Crusher. Who knows? Although, a decision he makes makes me question that. Yeah. Although, perhaps you could talk me out of it. I haven't really thought about it much. Let's find out. He's in the small blind with Queen Jack of Spades, 473K in his stack. So, healthy stack. Yeah. Almost 60 bigs. Mm-hmm. He calls with Queen Jack of Spades. I'm okay with that. Small blind. Seems fine. Yeah. Then we've got Stefan Jedlicka. That's very nicely said. Thank you. I, I wrote it out phonetically because it's spelled J E D L I C K A, and I was not going to get that right. Nope. I heard you trying before you figured it out. It wasn't pretty. Anyway, J- Jedlicka, but it's actually Yedlichka. Jedlicka. Okay. He, this guy's legit. He's got 1.8 million in earnings, uh, so he's you know he's an actual potential crusher here. He's got 915k in front of him, so doing very well. Yeah. Calls with Ace Deuce of Hearts in the big blind seems fine.
0: I got no problem with all the pre-flop play. It all seems totally reasonable. Cool. So we
1: talked about poker for a little bit. Now we can stop.
0: No, we have to talk more about poker, don't we? Yeah, we'll talk about our poker book. It's too soon.
1: It's Twelve we minutes feel, into the podcast, but
0: we've done just we just been fucking around the whole time.
1: All right, you made it. I weird. don't know. You made it weird. That's fine. You can find the spots to stop. That's your I'll job now. I'll okay. do it. Fifty-nine Ks in the pot. Okay. We've got, of course. Alan Carr with the short stack in the hand with uh, just under 40 blinds, two, two red jacks, Hassan Kamel with queen jack of spades, and Stefan Yedlicka, Yedlicka. Yedlicka with ace, deuce of hearts in the big blind and a big stack. 59K in the pot, and smartly, I did not write down
0: <laughs> the flop. Maybe I should talk about the book. Oh, you look for the flop. I'm going to figure out the flop. It's going to be no problem. You know, everyone else who does podcasts, they do this thing called sound design, where after they finish recording, (laughs) they edit out all these things, but not us. We give it to you straight. We don't hide from you guys. That's because
1: we do it for real. We're legit. Exactly. Here's the flop. Great. Seven of clubs, nine of diamonds, queen of hearts.
0: Okay. So our small blind player, Hassan. Hassan Kamel. Hassan Kamel. um, Flops best. But yes. as with Jacks, Alan Carr should feel reasonably good about his Jax still.
1: Yeah, uh, the question is, should he see bet Because
0: right. Kamel's going to check. Makes sense. It's a rainbow board. Queen, yeah. queen, seven, nine, right? Yeah.
1: Queen of hearts, nine of diamonds, seven of clubs.
0: Yeah. It's so, pretty close, I think, whether he should bet or not.
1: Well, that's the question that we have to kind of get into here. Okay. Because obviously, Yelichka checks. Yeah. Kamel checking makes sense. He's in the small blind. He doesn't need to lead top pair here. It'd be kind of weird. And if Alan Carr with his stack decided to raise puts you in a really weird spot with queen jack. Mm-hmm. I think I like a bet
0: you do. Okay. I,
1: For what reason?
0: Um, mainly because I, I want, because we have two opponents and we're in position. Both those things means we can bet really small right now. If we get called, we don't have to bet the turn. In fact, we're probably not going to bet the turn. I wouldn't want to bet the turn. Um, we can bluff catch the river pretty comfortably, um, we can charge worse hands. There are worse hands that can call us. Mostly, I'm thinking Yedlichka is going to have a worse hand that can call us much more of the time. He's more likely to have a seven or a nine exactly. than Kamal is. Now, obviously, kamel can have like 10-9 suited or pocket eights or something like that and call also. I don't know if he's going to call pocket eights or not, honestly. Um, this is definitely... We're not in game theory disaster mode because I think we can get called by worse hands, which is nice. Um, but mostly, it's just like I don't want to give a free card to two players and also set it up where it's going to be not super hard to bluff me out of this pot, which... When there's three players, it's going to be easier to bluff me out than when there's when we're heads up and me checking back. So I think I like a bet, but I admit it's very close, having said all that. What do you think? I think, oh, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's like
1: we block Queen Jack, which is good. Yep. What, I mean, I'm a little afraid of Kamel's calling range. Yelichka can call with more stuff, as you said. I don't know, man. I think I like a check better.
0: Yeah? How come?
1: I think that the majority of hands we're getting called by
0: are queens. Well, certainly every queen is calling and, we're, yeah. and not every seven is calling and not every nine is calling. And if right.
1: Kamel has a seven or a nine, he might just fold because Yelich behind him. I believe he's calling with a nine. But he did, probably doesn't have too many calling out of the small blind. That
0: is a great point. He might have ace nine suited. He probably has ten nine suited. He might have eight nine suited. Yeah. That's probably it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is problematic, admittedly. He can have um, two... Tens in his hand. It's possible he's probably going to three bet that
1: to get it in against the stack that uh, what's his name has. Alan
0: Carr, Alan Carr has like, um, remind has me like how many 35 blinds? Thirty five blinds. Has. Yeah, he might not want to get thirty five blinds he in with two tens.
1: If he's seen anything from Alan Carr, he probably yes, does. That
0: is absolutely correct. If he's seen anything, but Alan Carr may yeah I don't know um, that's fair. He might want a three bet there, but he might not. Also, he might feel like it's a little too much to get in. I mean, he might fold two tens. It's kind of worse off than eight nine suited. He might fold two tens on the flop. Oh, on the flop. I see. I don't think he's really going to fold two tens reasonably, though. Do you? I don't think if he's in the big blind, he is. But with
1: Yadlichka behind him, I think there's a chance.
0: Would you fold two tens to a small C-bet? Assuming there's a, a relatively small C-bet on this flop, which is what I would expect on this dry-ish board? Mostly not. But I think there's a possibility. I mean, mostly Yadlichka doesn't have two tens beat, right? Like, he, a little bit he does, and mostly he doesn't. Like, Yeah, but you also have to deal with Alan Carr, Sure, course. sure. But like mostly, you're just dealing with Alan Carr. I don't know. To me, it would seem crazy to flat two tens and then fold on this board three ways, even though you are you haven't seen what you. I don't know. I kind of like
1: about. a check and figure
0: it out line. I mean, we block a lot of the straights coming in, which is nice. That is true. Like I mean, we block that, and of course, that also means it's like when we bet, we're not going to like. There's very few Jack tens to call us with, which means yeah. there's more made hands, which I know makes, makes it a little bit of a tougher range to be up against. Is true. I don't know. It's super close. Yeah. I think you could go either way. Yeah, I prefer I, I check. You, I, I guess prob- you prefer bet. Probably the answer is you're supposed to do some of each, and the question is like how much, right? Yeah, but
1: we don't need to get into that.
0: Nope. This isn't going to be one of those. Boring- that's a solve. That's a solver problem, which we're going to at some point start to fire up solvers with this too, and do a what does the solver say uh, in some of these spots. But we're not doing it yet.
1: Yeah, because we want you guys to be a little bit more bored. Yeah. All right. So what? <laughs> we'll do it in an entertaining way. You agreed. I will write a song. You said yeah. I will write a song about it. Write a solver song right now. Yeah. You ready? Yeah.
0: The solver says, sometimes you should fold, but not always. You have to balance it with your bluffs. What? And not you have to balance your, your folds, folds with your, your <laughs> the solver says it not me and oh. it's a song. Okay, not all song lyrics make sense, and you cut me off. So we're I done. had to. We're done. I was doing a good job with that. You're doing song. a perfectly fine job. Thank you. That beginning was amazing. I saw you like you got excited for a second. You're like, oh my god, this is incredible. It's like the when solver
1: says it's like when the talent agent discovered the Offspring,
0: <laughs> something like that. That's I think Cindy Crawford was like discovered in a mall when she was like walking at some some talent scout was like whoa you're gorgeous I, th- I think a lot of models are discovered that way yeah or they you know they nowadays they go up through they like you know you're like six years old and you go in those competitions and stuff and they put you on reality tv and it's your parents kill you or something i don't know yeah your parents kill you <laughs> anyway that's how it goes anyway alan Carr agrees with me decides to check okay. seven clubs nine diamonds so it of checks hearts. through yeah checks through he's got two jacks see if he had bet and if um, Kamel had two tens and folded, I would be like, How can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision, which is uh, coincidentally the name of our book, Grant. I don't know why you would have said the subtitle. I just like saying it, you know, whenever I ask the first.
1: Yeah. One. How can he fold is our book. It is out now, it is exciting. It is
0: masterful it's the best thing that's ever been written it's actually really good and we're very proud of it we spent the last year working on it it's on amazon if you want to get it on amazon if you want an ebook they do have it on kindle on amazon you can buy it right there but we also have our website thepokerguys.net where you can buy it and we'll have all the ebook forms we you would can buy them all at once we would
1: encourage you that if you want to buy the ebook version to buy it from the there's possible there's even a discount there
0: actually we'd encourage you guys always to buy the book through that even the amazon links are on there yeah it's a little bit better for us um it's all the same to you it won't cost you anything
1: more right anything like right that. but of course if you're just gonna look for it on amazon we'll it, take it it's called how can he fold <laughs> We're the authors grant Denison and jonathan levy not the poker guys it's yeah. grant Denison and jonathan Lovey. uh it's a it's a really fun book it's it's all tournament hands we decided to do a tournament only book it's all big time tournaments obviously with the best and most famous players in the world it's a conversational back and forth between us, like the podcast kind of, except it's you know written form and it's more succinct. And you know, we've really had time to think through all these hands and, and make sure we have gotten and hammered home the points that we really think are important in the hands. But we still have fun with it. Yeah, and, there's uh, definitely
0: some banter, definitely some yelling and swearing.
1: Yeah. And there's 37 hands in the book. There are two to five pages each. And they're just like little bite-sized fun, easy to read, little fun chapters.
0: Yeah. We also have um, like Uh, an extra section. Grant wrote a section on combinatorics, which is really good, explaining all the thought stuff about combinatorics. Ends up being 180 pages, the whole book. So it's it's surprisingly substantial.
1: It is. And uh, it's... It varies a lot in complexity. Like, it's it's for pretty much anybody who takes poker even a little bit seriously, to people who take it extremely seriously. We start with the least complex hands ramping up to the most complex hands at the end where you're going to have to read them a couple times to really understand what's going on. I know I do. Even though I'm the one who did half the analysis, I have to reread it and be like, okay, I think I get it. And it's it's really fun. It's also a good study tool. Highly recommend it as a gift as
0: well. We think it's really perfect for someone who plays in a home game that a lot of the hands are totally digestible for them. And it starts to ramp up near the end. And then we're actually walking them through it. So we actually think they can probably, you know, get their way through pretty much the whole book anyway, but all the way up to someone who plays in the world series of poker every year. Um, friend of the podcast, Matt Matros, triple bracelet winner has read uh, a big chunk of the book and was very complimentary about it and, uh, had a lot of good things to say about it and, was pleased. With, was excited about the analysis. So. As
1: did some other people we gave the book to who do not play in the World Series of Poker every year and are mm-hmm. kind of local Portland people who enjoy poker.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. We, so we really think it hits the full spectrum of people who are um, avid players or excited about the game or just interested all the way up to serious pros. We think you know maybe maybe if you're um, Christoph Vogel saying this book doesn't hold the maybe it'd be fun to read yeah but maybe but maybe he won't be like I really got something out of that and if you like <laughs>
1: beauty in general I think and I mean this sounds like I'm um, going too far but we hired an interior designer and she did an incredibly good job yeah, and I like I think it kind of like is going to redefine how poker books are made graphically. Like okay. the graphics are so much nicer than any other poker book
0: I've ever seen. But you may have gone a little too far there at the end when you said it's going to redefine poker book interiors, but yeah. So yeah, an interior designer, it's not that we got someone to spruce up uh, poker guys. HQ. Yeah. Um, this is someone who actually works on the fonts of the book, does a whole bunch of illustrations for the book. Um, all sorts of little things and really makes it look, I mean, it's really sharp. It's like a pleasant experience to be around the book. It's actually great. It makes yeah. it a better reading experience for sure. For sure.
1: Anyway, check it out. How can he fold? Leave an Amazon review. If you do Please. enjoy
0: it, we Please. hope you do that'll, enjoy it. That'll help us out, but we think you will. We're really excited about the yeah. book. All right. Back to the hand. Okay.
1: So we've got the seven of clubs, queen of hearts, nine of diamonds flop. We've got Hassan Kamel with queen, jack of spades for top pair. We've got Stefan. Yedlijka. Yedlichka, Yedlichka, with ace, deuce of hearts for backdoor flush draw and not much else. Mm. And we've got Alan, Alan Carr with two red jacks, and they've all checked on the flop. Okay. Alan, Alan Carr being in position. Seems fine. 59K
0: still in the pot. The turn is the six of hearts. Hold the damn phone. That's a flush draw for one guy. Which Top guy? pair for uh, Yedlichka? There you go. Kamel has top pair. Still. And uh, Alan Carr's got a really good pair, which could very well be the best hand. Everyone likes this spot. Yep. Kamel certainly must think he's ahead at this point with queen jack yeah
1: and he's gonna bet good sense 26k into 59k seems perfectly fine
0: makes sense you expect reasonable you'd expect to take it down here a lot yeah and that's fine what should yedlichka do he's got the nut flush draw here um yedlichka and kamel their stack sizes are relatively deep is that true I'm remembering yeah,
1: Lichka his. has the most by far with 915k to start the hand, and mm-hmm. Kamel had 473 to start the hand.
0: Okay, so so they're pretty deep. Though, yeah. Kamel had almost 60 blinds, yeah. and not many chips have gone in. Right. I think I like a call here rather than a raise with the nut flush draw. It's relatively cheap. We're in position. We don't expect uh, Alan Carr's going to come along very often once he's checked, and, and we don't expect he's going to overcall very often with, with his range. It'd be pretty surprising. I disagree. Really? Yeah. Because I've, why?
1: Well, because I think that Yedlichka can have a lot of two-pair
0: combos that he would play just like this. That's why Alan Carr is going to. No. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about why Yedlichka. I thought you were disagreeing on Alan Carr if he's going to overcall or not. No, no, no. You're no. talking about why, whether, whether or not Yedlichka Yed should raise. Right. Yedlichka, without question, can have a lot of strong hands. He can
1: also right. have. Uh, what is the thing that made the straight? That would be 8-10. He could have
0: 8-10. Yep. He's the guy who has a. 8, he has all more. the
1: 810 combos. He has pretty much every two pair combo on the board because he just had to close the action for a min plus raise pre flop and a huge stack. Mm-hmm. And he has really not any showdown value against Kamel's range.
0: Um, that is, well, well, the turn was the what of a six, six of hearts. hearts. So Jack 10. Yeah, that's that's that is showdown value. But the problem, of course, is Jack 10 may bluff us off the river yeah. anyway. Um, I think I strongly prefer a raise. Strongly? Strongly prefer a rage, raise from Yelichka. Huh. Well, there are some problems with the raising here, right? Okay. The, the biggest problem is, while he can have all the two, a bunch of two pair of hands anyway, right? No question about it. And that, that is a reason to raise. Um, Kamel can have some very strong hands here also. So can Yelichka. Yelichka has 16 combos of the nuts.
1: Cool. Does he have a lot of sets? He has some sets, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think... Um, he has sixes, sevens. I think he has nines. He has everything but they, queens, they both, ha- they both yeah. have
0: that actually, don't they? So, I guess it's all the same, yeah. So, maybe actually, he does no, some...
1: has way more of the good hands than yeah, because
0: you know. he has all the two pair hands yeah. and uh, and all the you know, eight the- and Kamel doesn't, and all the eight time combos instead of some of them, or maybe none of them. That, that and he Kamel has some five eight, fair point, and he has at least four five eight combos. This is a fair point. This is a fair point. Okay, so the reason not, so the only reason not to raise then, really, because we I assume we're not worried about Alan Carr at all if no. we're Yedlitchka, right? No. We're like, whatever, that guy's gonna fold no matter what I do, yeah. Um So the only reason really to call here would be to, uh, well, I guess there's a few reasons. One is we think uh, Kamel is actually really tight and careful. And so it means when he bets, he really has a good hand. Or two, we think he, nah, this other one isn't very good. I was going to say he can have, if he has a lot of flush draws also, we can can just have him. Hope to stack him. Well, hope to sag him, or we can even bluff catch on the river with ace high.
1: I don't think we're going to bluff catch on the river mostly. If we
0: think he has a lot of flush draws, we can. But I don't know we why can't we can't just think that. he only yeah. has flush. Draws. No, I agree. I said that. I didn't think it was a good yeah. a good point before I said it. Remember. Okay. Cool. So okay, you make fair points. Do you agree then? Have we gotten on the same page? Um, I think for the most part I agree. I don't think we should raise all our flush draws here. I don't think we should always raise, but I think um raising probably makes sense most of the time. So, I think we so should, yeah,
1: I think in this spot we should always raise with a flush draw.
0: Really? Yeah. How come? all the reasons i said. So, but do you, but do you see the problem with that? It's it's like so what are we calling with? What hands are we calling with? Queens. Like any queen, right? Yeah, 910, so, 9 jack. Cool. So let's say we're doing that. We're okay. have that we have that way that strategy. It makes it easy for Kamel. Now maybe not in this exact moment because i understand This is just one moment and all these things. That's a big part of my point. Okay, well, let me say my thing, and then you can have that response. Um, But it makes it easier for Kamel when a heart comes on the river, if he has jack 10 and he's bluffing here, or he has anything and he's bluffing here, and a heart comes on the river. um, Or let's say he just has a mediocre hand. He has, like, bottom pair, and he decides to bet to protect his equity. Um, And a heart comes, and he realizes when he gets called, he's usually losing because a a flush draw is almost always going to raise him on the turn. Well, now he can rep the flush on the river because he knows his opponent doesn't have it. That's really problematic, right? Now, the only response that I think, which is, let me see if I anticipate your, your response, which is, but they don't know that about each other. How can, how can you be prepared for this? You have to play thousands of hands or know, know this guy really well. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. is a fair response. That's but the only response. This isn't,
1: is right? this isn't Vogel saying Peters, right. you know? Right. This is just guys in a tournament. And in a from a pure EV perspective here,
0: it's got to be more profitable to race. Because you just take it down yeah. so often, yeah, instead of winning 26% of the yeah. time or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, and if you're, if you're yet, like, it's not crazy if you're Yedlichka to always raise when you have two pair or better and always raise when you have a flush draw, mm-hmm. and you're doing fine against these guys.
0: I mean, there's got to be something to be said for pot control, though, too, right? Like, you're only putting in three blinds to call in position with the nut flush draw on the turn. It can't be that bad to call, right? But I, I don't disagree with you that I think this is, this is a more profitable play to raise. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, he decides to call. Okay.
1: And he's got 1.8 million in earnings, so maybe you're right.
0: Hey, after all that, look at, look at the way that turned
1: around. But I bit. don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Here's where things go weird. Yeah, and we saw Alan Card do weird things in last last week's podcast. You should go back and listen to that if you haven't yet. Yes, after we this one, did. finish this one up and then go listen to that one. Alan carr has got two jacks on this board. Yeah, he decides to raise to eighty four thousand. So what's up with this? I don't like it. I'll start with that. He doesn't block
0: any made straights. <laughs> He here's does, here's what he's thinking. He doesn't block any two pairs. I, I can explain this. He's got two jacks. That blocks Jack 10. If he had Jack 10, that would block 10-8, which is the nuts. So he's blocking... <laughs> he's sort of indirectly blocking the nuts. Right. That so makes now he can it's, raise... It's the uh, hockey assist of blocking. Yes. <laughs> um, this is a super weird play. I don't understand at all why he thinks he can get away with this. Why he thinks this is a good... Forget about get away with it. Why he thinks this is a good play, period. He can have the best hand right now.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, he's hoping... That Kamel has a nine and Yedlichka has a flush draw, but then he's ahead.
0: Right. I guess he's hoping that someone has a queen and they're going to fold. I guess. I mean, admittedly, it's going to be tough on Kamel now. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be tough on both the guys. So maybe, but it's a, it just seems like a really weird way to go about this. Also, as we both pointed out, both these guys can have very strong hands here. Yeah. I guess I guess doesn't have that many strong hands because he doesn't raise the turn. So we can we can eliminate some of his strength, right? But not all of it, but yeah, a but lot Kamel of. Kamel has sets and stuff. Yudlitschka can still have the nuts and just call on the turn. Yeah, also, can. by the way, if he knows that Alan Alan Carr is a little bit of a nut job, which we know from seeing a few of his hands that's more of a reason to call with the nuts here. Like, maybe he's going to lose his mind. Give him a chance. You know,
1: I feel like Alan Carr took a time machine from like 2009, 2010, when like hyper aggression was the only way to play. Yeah. And you know, like everybody in the EPT was just always six betting.
0: Like, right, 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 right. Oh God, it was so bad. Go back and watch those old EPTs guys. It's going to be like, Oh my God, we, any of us could have won these. <laughs> it was so easy. They were all so bad. Everyone was terrible not everyone, but almost everyone was making horrible plays yep. on the EPT because it was all just... Uh, Who can be more aggressive? Yeah. It was a penis measuring contest. Blockers, every blockers single, like every not, single hand.
1: Blockers were like not thought of.
0: Nothing was thought of. I have queen five off, so I'm going to seven bet all in because... Because
1: this time is... I want to. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel
0: like it. There's no other good reason. Yeah. By the way, I was under the gun. You were plus one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seven betting now. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I don't really see this being in any way a valuable race. It's like you can decide to call. You can decide to fold. Raising seems absurd.
0: Yeah, I think I I think a call is fine here. Yeah, honestly, like I would probably call. It's it's only twenty four thousand, right? right. Twenty five thousand, like. Sure, call and we get to reevaluate the river. If it goes bet, call on the river, we should frickin' fold usually, right? Kind of always. If it goes check, check, we can check and and usually win. Like It's cheap, we're getting a good price, we're closing the action. Why would we want to... I guess from his point of view, he makes this raise and if anyone calls, he doesn't have to put any more chips in. If he gets re-raised, obviously he's folding. But... He can save chips by just calling here and never putting another chip in, and sometimes winning anyway. This seems like a really bad play.
1: Also, what is he repping? Like right. he's plus two. I don't know what his opening range is, but let's assume it's not insane. Like, right. So let's not give him five eight. Maybe he has eight ten suited, but isn't he betting that on the
0: flop? Um. Yes, he's open ended. He's so betting that on the, the flop.
1: The only hand that really makes sense to me is a set of sixes that gets turned.
0: Maybe he has two queens flop top set and yeah. soul played it. People do that. They and now, that. and now he can be beat by. Multiple right. But but now he's raising yeah. because why not? Right. Because it's the like third a of, nuts. A set of
1: sixes is the only thing that makes all the sense.
0: Yeah. It's the only But it's thing. but it's still not great. No. Right? Although you, you feel like um Kamel doesn't really have very many straights. No, not and, a ton. Um and since Yadlichka does, but he doesn't raise, you feel like mostly you're okay there. Right. Maybe he's like these two guys, neither one of them it rates to have a really, really big hand because Yadlichka only called and uh Kamel can't really have straights. So I can raise. But then we're doing it the wrong hand, right? Yep. Why would we do it with Jax? Jacks actually has value. Yep. And doesn't block anything. It's it's, it's the feels, wrong hand. It feels like a bad play. Yeah, I think it's a bad play. Let's see if it works. All right,
1: so Hazan Kamal now is sitting there with Queen Jack in this action. What do you think he should do? Uh,
0: okay. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about Yelichka. Neither would I. It's possible that Yelichka is king-queen. And sure, maybe the tiny bit of ace-queen. It's possible, but... We're usually beating him. Yeah. But now we got a parlay that the tiny bit when we're losing to him or end up losing to him, by the way, along with we have to also be beating Alan Carr. This is we're sort of getting squeezed a little bit here and it sucks.
1: It seems like a spot where it's okay to get squeezed, though, based on like the story that Alan Carr is telling. Like he's saying basically I have a set of sixes. There's only three combos of sixes. So be it. You know, like he really doesn't have us beat very often and neither does the guy. I if, think we're supposed to call if
0: we know Alan Carr is a little bit nuts or even very nuts. If we know he's capable of anything like this kind of a play, I think we're supposed to call too. I think if, we're we're, if we don't, uh, obviously if we don't know this about him, I think it's a pretty easy fold. Like, yeah. Like if it's an unknown player. Sure. I think we fold here pretty Maybe. much all the time.
1: I know the story is so weird. I don't know if I agree with the guy behind you too, but I the guy know. behind us like doesn't really I ever know. have us beat. Well, unless he has king Re- queen, pretty rarely, pretty yeah. rarely. Like I think if we call, and if we get overcalled, we start worrying.
0: I don't mean the guy behind us because we're worried about him having a speed. I'm saying it makes the raise by Alan Carr a little stronger. Ah. He's raising um, in two players who are already putting chips instead of one. That's all. It's a lot harder to get through two players in theory. Now, maybe not in practice, but in theory, right? You get through the first guy, you assume you're usually getting through the second guy.
1: I think this is honestly a pretty clear call for Kamel. Like, if Yedlicka was slow playing in back raises now, so be it. We lost 84K. It's not the end of the world. If Yedlicka overcalls, we're going to proceed with extreme caution on the river. If anything, any new draws come in and we check in Yedlicka bets, we're definitely folding. If no new draws come in and we check in Yedlicka bets we might be folding anyway
0: well i mean our problem wouldn't be the bet. yelichka bet cuz we'd probably both check to Alan Carr anyway and if he bets now we're again in the squeeze spot where yeah. maybe we have to fold but I,
1: I feel like the we're not
0: getting overcalled by yelichka that often how much did Alan Carr make it again 84k and the and the initial bet was 25 right 26 yeah 26 okay um, so it's not that much either, like relative to the stack size, of yeah. Camel, which is which is meaningful. Like he can make this call be completely wrong and still be fine in this tournament. Like it's not really changing his tournament standing. Not too much. Uh, he's going to be down to like 48 blinds instead of 56 blinds. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 everything hurts a little bit, but that's a pretty it doesn't change. It, like, you still can make pretty much all the same moves you were going to make. That's nice. Yeah. That makes me want to call a little bit more, too. You know, it's not like we have 18 blinds and we're going to be like, it's, you know, yeah. We call and have half our stack left. And then we have, it's a different situation. We have to I think, think differently th- about it.
1: Yeah. is not shown any strength, and Alan Carr's story is so bad. Super weird. Super weird. Anyway, Kamel decides to fold. Yeah. I mean, it's possible he's a little scared
0: because he only has 15K in earnings at I mean, this point. I s- mean, sight unseen. Sometimes you just, sometimes you, you, you make a little fold. What was it Steve Daneman said it? You know, it's okay to fold and be wrong sometimes. You know, it's okay to make, yeah. I mean, that's true there there's there's something to that right, especially in these tournament spots, sure so i don't I don't hate the fold, but I agree with you that he's he's probably supposed to I be don't tired. hate
1: the fold as mu- nearly as much as I hate the raise by on oh I
0: mean the raise by Alan card feels feels really bad but i I think it's a mistake to fold I just don't think it's mm-hmm. a huge mistake, so you think everybody's making mistakes on the on the street I do yeah, yeah, I actually do
1: uh Yelichka is sitting there with a the nut flush draw. yeah how how should he proceed what's the pot size okay so Before he acts here, so it's twenty six to eighty four. So it's like another fifty six. It's a hundred and ninety seven k. Okay,
0: and it's fifty six to call one ninety seven. So we're actually getting reasonable a reasonable price to do this if we assume like when we we can hit our ace sometimes and it's good. Now I don't know why we'd assume that because we're either already ahead or already behind, and ace shouldn't matter too much, right? I mean, should we just consider shoving? Alan Carr started with 302. We should consider shoving for sure. Um, I don't hate a shove at all. I kind of like a shove. Now, if we think about how bad this story is, I would say Alan Carr generally has one of two kinds of hands, right? Either he's got like a set of sixes or he picked up a flush draw himself. Usually, unless he's a a weirdo and has jacks. Yeah, okay. But he can have a lot of like king jack of hearts here. Yeah. Like that feels like really reasonable. King ten of hearts, king jack of hearts. Yeah. Um, So... If we think he's got like a set of sixes or the king high flush draw, actually raising is not a good idea. Calling is a good idea, right? Because? Because we don't need to get him off of the king jack of hearts and a set of sixes ain't folding anyway. But we get to get it in with the king jack of hearts. Oh, that's an interesting point. If he he calls. Yeah. I'd be concerned I'm going to fold them out for another 200K. Maybe. That that would be my concern, is that I'm afraid he's going to fold. But if we add in a little flops him and jets him, like we know is in there, yeah.
1: and we can fold out whatever random shit Alan Carr's decided That's to raise fair. the
0: turn with. If we know that, too, I think a shove is, makes a lot of sense. And now it looks like we have 8-10 a lot, Yeah, he's just screwed. And we have outs if we're called anyway. Yeah. Yeah. This is also a spot where it's going to be so hard to get any extra value if we get there. I think we have to check if we improve, right? No matter, mm-hmm. how, no matter how we improve, we have to check to Alan Carr and let him bet and call. But like um so that's another reason for raising here i think yeah so i don't hate a shove i don't hate a shove i'm okay with a call but if if we call i think we have to plan on calling on a lot of rivers i don't think we just fold rivers because we have ace high against this guy with this story like i I think he has a lot of king high flush draws i don't
1: like it because it's like such a weird coordinated board it's like it's tough to check call ace deuce
0: it is but like if he's got a flush draw He's probably checking back his one pair flush draws. Now, maybe this guy isn't, but whatever. One, that's one, one thing at a time. Um, but most of his flush draws aren't one pair hands, right? Most of his flush draws are, just like we're saying, King Jack, King Ten of Hearts, I would, I would assume. Like, it's a lot of that because he, he opened in early position, yeah, right? Yeah, just a tricky spot. I really think I prefer a shove. I mean, it's nice not to have to talk yourself into a bad fold or a bad call. And yeah. just by shoving, you don't worry about it. Your story your story is now super weird, by the way, if you shove here. But maybe it doesn't matter. His story is weird, too. And it's the battle of the weird stories. And we at least have outs if he decides to call.
1: Yeah, I think I actually don't like any decision on the turn except for the initial
0: bet. Well, the bet by Kamel is by, pretty yeah. straightforward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an easy one. Because um, yeah, Luchka ends up calling, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lichka I think is in like stack preservation mode this whole time. Like he's Seems trying to like play it. small pots and not, not just play a big pot in a spot where he's not clear on where he's at. I guess so. Seems super clear. Right. Cause he could have raised twice now and didn't, by the way, he could have squeezed pre not that I, not that I think it's a good idea too, but he could have done that. He also chose not to. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, pot- this is, this is tough, dude. He's going to miss so often.
1: He is. But you're not going to miss out on Nitrogen Sports Poker Room if no. you use the link in the description when you sign up for no. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, which is that's, what the poker guys are sponsored by.
0: Yes, that's correct, Grant. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, but they don't just have poker. They have sports betting. They have casino games. And you know what? Grant, do you know what? What? I wrote a song about it. Okay. goes a little something like this. When you love casino games and you love playing poker too, you got a sportsman and nitrogen poker room. That one hurt. (laughs) That one was a little bit but it rhymed and it it didn't. It was great. I was that is a commercial. (laughs) <laughs> right there. Well, it's not, it's not a complete commercial. We still have to talk a little bit more. <laughs> no, I mean for like uh, poker type or something.
1: But yeah, uh, let's talk more about Nitrogen. <laughs> All right. So if you use the link in the description, that is the only way you can access our exclusive Poker Guys listeners and viewers only monthly tournament. It happens the last Sunday of every month. They guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We don't get anywhere near that. We get like 120 players maximum. Yep. That means there's a huge overlay. It's not like a small amount of money either. It's, a, it's 100 millibits. So it's like, depending on the day, it's anywhere between $900 and $1,100. Yeah. So serious money. You're
0: just putting it out there. Like, here you go. Come and get it. And it's a 0.1 millibit buy-in. So it's like it's, a dollar yeah. less right now. Definitely worth reporting.
1: getting that overlay. It's a yes. huge overlay. It's like your dollar is immediately worth $13 most of the time.
0: I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. As we've said multiple times on this show, you could literally go all in blind every single hand, and it's worth it. It's, it's definitely w- You're making EV. money doing that. It's definitely that. plus EV. That yeah. is pretty sick. It might make you want to sing a song. If you love casino games and you love poker, do go to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. I forgot one of the
1: lines. That's okay. It's all fine. It it worked. It worked wonderfully. Anyway, get on nitrogen. They are Bitcoin only as Jonathan mentioned. And part of that is that they, when you request your money, they give it to you fast. They give it to you in 90 (laughs) minutes, which is a feature of Bitcoin. Uh, but it is not a feature that all Bitcoin sites use. Mostly they make you wait a couple days because they're, you know, I don't know, trying to cheat you or something. I'm not exactly- I don't know
0: what they're doing, but it sucks. Yeah. And nitrogen is is like, bam, it's, it hits you every time, right right where you want to. <laughs> <laughs> right in the nips. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Okay. All right. Going to the river. So Yedlichka is
1: called with the ace, deuce of hearts. The board reads seven of clubs, nine of diamonds, queen of hearts, six of hearts, uh, we've got the weird raise from Alan Carr with the jacks so on the turn. Pot is two hundred fifty-three k. Alan Carr has two hundred one k. Okay. The was the ace of spades. We just improved. If we're Yelchikha, yes, we have yes. made top pair, no kicker. Yelchikha checks. I don't see any other course of action here. It's no reason to turn this into a Super
0: straightforward check. Alan Carr is in a weird spot now. What do you do? Okay, so Alan Carr raised to what purpose on the turn? Because he's trying to fold out queens. I guess I have no clue what it can't is. be to get value from worse hand. So it has to be as a bluff, right? Yeah, it has to be. Okay, he got called, and then the ace comes. So from his point of view, he could be up against top pair or was top pair a queen, and now we can rep the nut flush draw, which just improved. Yeah. and go on. That's pretty reasonable. Here's another move. He could just check and be like, let's end this for this farce of a hand. <laughs> and maybe this guy had some combo draw or something. I don't even know, but I can preserve my stack a little bit here. Rather, you know, I still have 25 blinds. I don't have to just. If throw you were Alan Carr yeah. and you had ace 10 of hearts, would you actually bet the river? That's right? a really good question. Um, I wouldn't because I'd be super concerned about getting called by, how am I supposed to get called by a queen? Yeah. So I would not. I would check back. And what other aces does this guy have that aren't aces up, right? Yep. Like he has ace-queen. Great. So I think if Alan Carr bets again, he's still
1: repping basically a set of sixes or yeah. a very strangely played flopped big hand, mm-hmm. which seems unlikely, but he's going to go for it. Okay. He bets 145
0: of his 201. Oh, I like that. That is good. That looks super valuey, right, the sizing-wise. That's kind of cool. Or it looks like he's trying to preserve a little bit of his stack if he gets called. Okay, that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little bit of both. So how should we think about this from Yedlichka's perspective?
0: Okay. Um, what we call the turn... I, I mean, yedlichka has been tr- been in like stack preservation mode the whole time. So if he's really still in stack preservation mode, I guess he could find a fold. My instinct is not to fold. Now, of course, I know the hands. I admit this. But I also know Alan Carr's a little bit of a crazy guy. This story has not made any sense at all to me the whole time I really think we're up against a lot of King High Flush draws. I know we're not, but I feel like that, that makes a lot of sense to me here. I don't want to fold here. I would want to call here. Right. I think
1: the reason I would want to call is not just that we're up against King High Flush draws. It's like it, we're also up against random stuff. This, yeah.
0: The story just doesn't add up. If we know there's also random stuff in here at all, this yeah. makes it such an easy call. Like right? a set of sixes makes sense. Yeah. Nothing else makes sense. Maybe he checked back 810 suited once in a while. Okay. He wins this then he gets to win this hand. Yeah. Cool. Like the river sort of is like, like if we didn't make the nuts, this was the other river we could consider calling on. Like we're folding, I think, most of the time. Although I don't I don't know if I would really have folded the a, a brick river anyway. I might have called because of the King I thing, I might talk myself into that. But like forgetting about that. Um You would have lost. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh we hit a car that was so cool and good for us that shouldn't change anything for Alan Carr. Like I don't think he's raising ace-queen on the turn after checking it back. That ace doesn't matter, like you're saying, yeah. from his point of view. So it's it's like he's already got us, or we are now ahead if we weren't already. That's great. Yeah, I feel like this is a call. I do, too. You I understand look. we don't have a great kicker. I understand it doesn't feel good. I feel like this is a call. It Lichka folds. Yeah. I
1: feel like all of the decisions in this hand were bad, except for a couple. The preflop stuff was cool. Yeah,
0: it was perfectly fine. There were four decisions in a row that you actually... Actually, more than that. There were... Um, I did not like... Seven decisions in a row you liked, and then Yelichka, you didn't like anything after that.
1: Yelichka flatting the turn, I did not like. Alan Carr raising the turn, I did not like.
0: Kamal f- cam- folding, folding
1: the turn, I did not like. Yelichka flatting the turn, I did not like.
0: You liked Yelichka, the turn, like. you liked Yelichka checking the I river. Liked,
1: I liked that, so there was one. We broke the cycle.
0: Yep. And I, then you didn't like the shove? Well, not, wait, did you like the shove? You didn't I'm not I'm not sure. I think Once you're here... I don't really know what to do. Once I mean, I never, I would never be in this spot. Admittedly. I think I just check and hope it's okay. Yeah, I'd be like, "Do you did you miss hearts? Maybe I don't know." But I think, admittedly, it's a spot that I am kind of blurry on, murky on. Yeah, yeah I'm not really sure. It can't be that bad to make a big bet here and, and like make a play at the pot to try and fold out a queen when an yep. ace comes. It can't be that bad, even though the story makes even less sense now than it did before, right? It
1: unless sure you does. already have
0: a set. Of, unless you have that set of sixes, which you can have. Yeah. You can. I guess a little bit of set of queens and sets of sixes, and that's it. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's tough, though. It's tough. There's so few of those.
1: I mean, if we think our opponent has a queen, and we're trying to bet him off of
0: that, we don't want to be repping a set of queens because our opponent can eliminate our sets of queens pretty easily. That's a good point. It's a really good point. Now you're you're repping the nut flush draw that that hit the ace on the river and is betting.
1: Yeah, it's all kind of bad,
0: Yep. I think. Anyway, in the end,
1: even though Yadluchka loses this hand... By folding, he ends up doing better than uh, Alan Carr. Alan Carr finishes 38th for $34,000, and Yadlichka ends up finishing, I've got it here, 23rd for $57,000. Mm. So good for him. Good for both of them. Congrats, guys. I don't like how
0: you played the hand. <laughs> Feels like Yadlichka really had so many opportunities to win this hand. Yep. And never chose to take any of them. And here we are. Here we are. I mean, he.
1: he here we are with Alan Carr.
0: Oh, this is... It's like a sitcom.
1: Oh. Here we are with Alan Carr and his family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a family sitcom.
0: It's a family sitcom, and it's... Alan, Alan Carr, what did you do this time? How goofy of a sitcom is it? Is he an actual car? He's a human, but he's not a human. hes I mean, he's an alien... Who sometimes pretends to be a car and sometimes pretends to be a human, depending on the situation. Is he a wear car? But he treats cars like he treats humans because he doesn't understand that cars, ah. cars can't talk to each other and stuff. He's too dumb to figure does it he, out. Does he become aroused by cars? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are humans who become aroused by cars. They've, I've seen reality shows on that stuff. What reality show? I mean, you can find it on YouTube. I don't know the name of it. I think it's like an English show, but I've seen some weird or it's weird about shit. fetishes and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I don't even know if it's. It almost felt fake, did but it was you, done. It did was. Did you dream, was, dream this? No, no, no. I've definitely seen it on YouTube. It was a real reality show, but it seemed impossible that humans were really acting the way they were acting. You know, there's this one guy who's like talking about a car. Like, look at that. Look at that. Red. It just wants it so bad. I mean, <laughs> no said, like, way. I swear to God, I saw that, and it's super weird. And sure then, and then there's this thing where like, are you sure it's not a satire? He, I mean, the reality show is treating it very sincerely. I, the guys may be acting, you know, and, and maybe like fu- fucking around, but the show is taking it very seriously. And I don't think it's satire. Hmm. It's worth looking up. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll check it out.
1: Okay. Re- Recommendation for
0: everybody. And all I need is one mic. You're not going to show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, you am bound to leave them some time. I'm sipping on liquor, a is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown and gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.